Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Broccoli, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. Okay, guys, today's episode, we have joining us Sandra Wyckoff. Uh, She's actually one of our co-authors from Women Who Illuminate, but she's so much more, and she's got something really big and exciting going on. She is going to share her story with us, and then what led her to do what she has created, and I'm not going to give that away yet, so let's get caught up on everything we have going on, and then we'll hear what Sandra has going on. All right, so I'll go first. Um, So I've opened registration to my program, The Mini Reset, which I absolutely love. Um, which is my 14-day elimination diet. It's kind of my stepping stone to getting women to break up with sugar and realize the effects that food is having on their life. Um, And it's been a very incredible launch. I'm I'm really like over the moon with the women who are joining, the new people who are in it. So I'm in coaching mode. I'm I'm in coaching mode, which Mm -hmm. is my happy spot um, and just enjoying babies um, and my other grandson, River, is coming out to visit on Sunday. Oh, so oh yeah. Um, yeah, so there's so much going on in our world right now, but I'm staying focused. I keep calling it my happy bubble. Not that it's perfect and happy all the time, but I'm staying in my zone and I'm focusing on all the blessings. And uh, so yeah. that's what I got going on. And I'm, I'm just want to show up and serve these women the best that I can and, and uh, help them have some eye-opening moments on their journey. Love it. Love it. I love, it's literally showing right now through the yeah. screen on me, by the way, too. I'm just going to let you know that. <laughs> it it, it you gives you life, life. too again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So holy cannolis, the LaPeras are finally homeowners in Arizona. Hey. And we moved in um, on the 30th. And guys, it, it literally, it's just been a little crazy because, you know, the kids and unpacking stuff and you know, a house of six packed mm-hmm. up and everything's been in storage for two months, caked with like dust all over um, and just like cleaning and sorting. And, and it's, and I still want to go shopping because I feel like I'm like, I had all this stuff, but now I've got this new house that I want to go shopping in. <laughs> it has been amazing um, having the kids in routine and just, you know, starting, starting a new, a new chapter um, in Arizona and just really looking forward to it. So, and then just, um, you know, continuing to push out all the journals, the self-love and manifesting journals. Um, and then I just ordered more of the women who rise book. So I'll be, you know, sharing and posting more about that. And I'm going to be starting, I think the 19th, I forget the date. Um, a free uh, seven-day self-love and manifesting challenge with people that purchase the journal. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Yeah, a week right before Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um, to really just dig deep, you know, just something free to love on all of us uh, mamas out there. So I'm excited for that. That's exciting. Yeah, we'll have to post that for you. Okay. When it's ready. Yeah, so um, I had mentioned this to Penelope. So what I did is I realized that I am addicted to social media and my phone. Like, like actually, like if it were say alcohol, I'd have to go to rehab. That's how bad it is. Um, so I decided 
this weekend, I just cold turkey deleted it off my phone. Um, so brave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wow. it, I was shaking, but sweating. at the right time with yeah. the world right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even put two and two together. I was actually at the point where my husband and I were trying to watch a movie and I couldn't put my phone down. Like I couldn't focus for 90 minutes to watch a movie with my husband. That's not okay. Um, I'm just like, you know, cold turkey for a week, and then I'm going to set some parameters. But let me tell you, my brain's tired. I'm having nightmares about it. Like the withdrawal from it is real. It's the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I'm glad I did it. I wake up in the morning and I start to get antsy because it's the first thing I used to do. And I would tell myself not to, but it just, it just became such a habit. And I would just like scroll like endless and keep doing it, looking at the same thing over and over. And it wasn't even like a noticeable gratification thing but clearly my brain used it to as a mechanism to just escape and seriously not healthy and I'm not saying social media is bad because like I really don't have a bad social media like I generally follow people that are positive mostly like you know weightlifting and dogs and food you know like (laughs) you know that's what I kind of fill it up with you know and then I use it for my business and it is a huge tool like it's how I get new members at Red Panda period you know, so I understand that there's so many good things that come from it, but it was such a bad thing that was happening in my life that I just, like, even talking about it, I'm sweating. Like, you know, like, it's a physical reaction to something that I was severely addicted to. So I'm trying to break the habit and then hopefully set parameters. Yeah. I don't want to sidetrack off of that topic too much, but we probably could do a whole episode about it. Yeah. Um, But I've committed to an entire weekend of no phone and Anybody who's an entrepreneur in any way in the online space mm-hmm. knows that feeling of I should be posting, yeah. I should be showing up, oh, yeah. I should be serving people, I should be, <laughs> and it's like that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, you go away for three days and people didn't even realize that. You no, were gone, and that's you know? great. Like it's not, yeah. Like so that's kind of what I've been. I'm just being, you know, transparent. And if there's anyone out there that's doing it, um, you want my email because I still check my email. We could chat. By yeah. the way, you can I listen to podcasts. Yeah, you can listen you to podcasts. Can listen to podcasts yeah. not on yeah. social media. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've been doing that. <laughs> My Amy, I feel you. I feel you. And I'm so proud of your girlfriend, but yeah. I kind of feel like I'm, I've done a little bit of that too. Dabbled throughout yeah. the past few months. And you guys can see that I'm sure of me. Mm-hmm. I used to be on, beyond, beyond, beyond. Mm-hmm. And I have, literally I don't touch social media or even my text messages until my kids are fed out the door and all that and then it's me time and it took a really long time to figure that out so I could focus if not I was all everywhere else Mm -hmm. and then skitzing because I'm like behind schedule so very proud of you it's not easy it's not it's crazy where we came from with no cell phones and you know maybe beepers you know 411 911 all that um yeah, but to where we are now, and to see where our kids are, it's it's yeah. it's, it's scary. It is clearly scary. it's something in my brain if I'm dreaming about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could, like my first two nights, it was like nightmares that I couldn't get on social media, and I'm like, that's a problem. Mm, you know, it's a good reset. Yeah. It's a good reset. You're gonna find yeah. your new my brain is tired for sure. Yes. yes. All right. All right. So I am so excited to be able to introduce to you someone who I absolutely love and adore so, so very much, Sandra Wyckoff. Um, So Sandra and I first met at, we, our publisher had an event in her home. I believe that's the first time we met was at Kate Butler's house. Um, She had a retreat for the co-authors in Women Who Illuminate. And we kind of go around when you do this kind of a group thing and say who you are and stuff like that. I'm already getting up to it. 
<laughs> and um, Ana Sandra just was a light. Yes. She was just a light in the room. And I was like, I need to talk to this girl. I need to hear her story. Um, you just get attracted to that positive energy that she has. Um, and so I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story and to hear what she just had released. It's going to be a big help for a lot of people. Yes. Um, but Sandra, your chapter in Women Who Illuminate was called an unexpected opportunity. Um, and she shared her personal story there. Um, if any of you have the book or don't have the book yet, you can find it on Amazon. Um, and that was kind of the beginning, right? Of um, Sandra opening up and really peeling back her own layers and being vulnerable and stepping into this purpose of serving other women. But I have to add that she also has introduced me to many oily things. Um, and my diffuser is burning and going all the time and she's always <laughs> hooking me up with something fabulous. So anyway, Sandra, we are so happy to yes. have you on the podcast today. Welcome. I am so Welcome. excited to be here. I am such a huge fan of the show and the Inspired Purpose coaching team and our co-author Bond. And I'm just so, so happy to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. So yes. why don't you start off by telling us um, about your journey in, you know, that you wrote about in Women Who Illuminate um, and how it's kind of brought you to where you are today? Sure. So, so I felt called to share my story in Women Who Illuminate as I was going through um, the IVF process, which is in vitro fertilization, um, which is um, a way to have a baby for those of you who are unfamiliar with the process. And one in eight women actually experience infertility or have the need for a fertility treatment to um, conceive a child and get pregnant. So as I was going through the process, although one in eight women seems very common within my common and core group of people, I was the minority. I was the first, um, if you will, among my close friends and family who have experienced this. So I felt while, you know, you you have, um, I have an amazing group of friends, amazing family, wouldn't trade them for the world, but going through something very specific like this has you feeling a little bit alone. And I had, I thought to myself, there has to be other women that are feeling the way I'm feeling. So I wanted to share my story to try to help them feel less alone. And, um, I um, I was referred to Kate Butler, our publisher, through um, a mutual friend of all of us, Mandy Scanlon, and I wanted to write my entire chapter about my process through, um, you know, not being able to conceive, the process to research on my own and try to find help, and then eventually the process that I went through. Um, through IVF. And I actually wrote the chapter after or in the midst of a transfer cycle that ended up in a chem chemical pregnancy. So at the time that the book, or I had to submit my chapter to be published, I hadn't had success yet. So right. I wasn't able to share the outcome, or I didn't know the outcome at the time. So I really wrote about, you know, being in it and not knowing what was next. And then, um, after the book was published, I was actually pregnant, um, with my son who was born in January. So, um, it all kind of came full circle, but I am really proud of the fact that I did share 
you know, what was happening without knowing the outcome, because I feel like, you know, not everyone has success on the first try, the second try, the first year, you know, it takes a long time for a lot of women. So I'm hopeful that knowing that I was sharing some of the harder stuff, it, it brought comfort to some, someone who might be just starting the process or in the process and feeling less alone. Wow. I think it's amazing that when you were in the midst of the struggle, you decided to show up for others. So a lot of times mm -hmm. it's not until we get to the other side that we're like, okay, now I learned, now I want to help and share. You made that decision in the thick of it. Can you see that? I'm just crying. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> My hormones are out of control and I just love you so much. <laughs> you know, I, no. I've never shared this with you. And so we met on that Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I remember, well, first you were up there talking, I'm like, she's probably a really good weightlifter and doesn't know it. Cause I look at everyone and I'm like, oh yeah. And then she is I actually yeah, I love weightlifting. I know, I know. That's the first thing I did. And the second was, I was like, <laughs> I went to church the next day and every once in a while, it's no accident. They do this thing where you can, like, it's a group prayer. It's kind of hard to explain, but it doesn't happen, especially in the new one. Cause there's so many people, but I prayed for you. And I just remember knowing, I know, I know. And then you like, I, God literally said, okay, I was like, I know you're going to give her a baby. I literally just met you. So I didn't want to message you and be like the God girl. Like, <laughs> I didn't know, like, but I, scary yeah. off a <laughs> but I literally remember just knowing in that moment that it, it was going to happen for you because I just met you. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pray for this girl. Cause I know that she's going to be a mom and look and and now you have You're Jordan. Sorry. And I just didn't, you know, and you don't know who's praying for you and where that's coming from, you know? And I just didn't want to be, be like the weird God girl and be like, by the <laughs> way, but it was very coincidental. Well, not really. God works his ways. That's but right. like the, that next day we could pick someone that, you know, and a lot of times you pray for your family and stuff, but yeah. Wow. Like, I yeah. have chills. My chills yeah. are chills. That's so beautiful. And actually, I don't know if you guys knew, but I had to sneak away at dinner to um, do one of my um, injections for my upcoming transfer. Wow. Oh, when we were which at I, oh, when we were, Yeah. Which I didn't tell anyone because I didn't, I was like very, um, like not private, but having gone through an unsuccessful transfer makes you very gun shy of sharing again, because mm -hmm. I, um, I don't know if anyone who's listening has experienced this, but I wanted to be open intentionally again to make, you know, one educate people because it is a um, tricky thing when you have someone going through something like this. Some people like don't know really what to say or do. So I was intentionally being open and sharing and, and trying to educate. But then I felt so much pressure at the same time of making it be successful because so many people were invested in my journey and I was, you know, giving them updates. And then the second time I was like, I just can't do this again. Like I, I can't keep giving updates. It's, a, it's mentally exhausting for me. And I don't really know how to share that I'm disappointed when I'm like in the process of it. So it was, it's a very tough thing. Um, what is some advice you would give? Like, so my sister-in-law went through this and I was there for her, but I never knew what to say. If, does that make sense? Like I wanted her to know that I was there, but I didn't want to be the person that's like, well, how's it going? How are you feeling? Yeah. But at the same time, I wanted to know that like, I care. Like, yep. what's your advice to like family members and close friends that haven't gone through it, that while the per person is going through it, what could like, what do you, 
What do you feel helped you? So um, that's a good way to ask it. So what really helped me was people just saying, hey, I'm thinking of you or hey, is there anything I can do for you? Like um, we have, you know, we had um, two dogs at the time. Like, do you need any help with the dogs or do you want to go watch a movie or do you want to go out to dinner? Like just remembering that I'm there, but not um asking focusing on what I'm doing if that makes okay sense. yes so instead of saying how's the IVF going or have you right. taken a test or what's your just more just hey I'm here thinking of you and more support exactly like I had friends like sending me like funny memes I really love the real housewives so Same. um like <laughs> funny like housewives gifts or like hey like there's a marathon on bravo of real housewives of new york and it's like oh yes that's exactly what i need to just like take my mind off of um whatever they laughter is the best medicine you know yes no matter what you're yeah and and i love that you surround yourself with a lot of incredible women you truly do you have amazing friends i see that you are truly loved and I firmly believe that a lot of that has to do with when we're going through something, whether it is, you know, what you were going through or anybody, that love that you surround yourself with, it really, truly, it shows big time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys are in that circle, so. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but the day you stood there in my front foyer, you had yeah. told me you were pregnant and I, I lost, I cried. I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And I love that we had that moment together there. Yeah, me too. It's scary to tell people that yeah. you were pregnant. Yeah, that's what actually Tara and I were talking about that right before we all joined. I didn't post anything on social media until my baby shower, which I was 36, 35 or 36 weeks at the time. And um, I just, I was too afraid to post anything. I just didn't again, like part of it was for me, but part of it was for the people invested in my journey. Um, I just felt like I didn't want to let anybody down. So um, even like sharing beyond my immediate family and sharing that I was pregnant, like Tara, I think I was 20 plus weeks when I told you, Penelope, we had an event in like October yes. and it was the first time we saw each other and you were like, is like, can we talk about it? And I was like, yeah, let's talk about it. Like, because I knew I was in a safe space and I felt comfortable, but, um, it's, it's definitely a different experience. Like you don't get the surprise, like go in the bathroom, come out with the pregnancy test. I got a phone call at work. I like ran into the stairwell at work to take the call that said, um, your beta test came back with these levels and a beta test is the first blood draw um, two weeks after your transfer. So in the infertility world, it's called the two week wait and it is the longest two weeks of mm -hmm. your life. You're um, very restricted on activity. So it's not like I could work out or like do like lifting things to distract me. You kind of have to take it easy. Um, I like was very focused on staying hydrated. Like there's all these um, old wives tales in the infertility world, like eating the core of pineapple is supposed to help you with your transfer being successful and keeping your feet warm because it keeps your uterus warm. So it makes a nice environment for the embryo to, to stick. And we, people will say sending sticky thoughts to you during 
the two week wait because you just want that embryo to stick. So, um, that was just, you know, that's just a crazy time period. So then some people do, um, test themselves, but I'm like a rule follower. So yeah. I did not test at all. So, um, the, the first time we did a frozen embryo transfer, I, um, I had a positive, but the numbers were very low. So they make you come back uh, two days later to test again to see if the quantity has doubled. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just a roller coaster because then the quant doubled and then I went back again and then it went down and then it eventually went negative and they call it a chemical pregnancy where um, it's called chemical because the hormone levels show that you're pregnant, but the embryo actually didn't end up mm -hmm. um, like sticking or growing in, in your uterus. So when, so I was like, I'm definitely not testing for the second one because I just didn't want to go through that. So again, in the stairwell, and then I called my husband, he's a teacher. So I had to like call the front desk and they had to page him. And then I had to wait on the phone and be like, okay, well we got the quant back. It's like, it was over 2000, which is really good. Um, they want you to be at at least like 100, 150 to oh. All, wow. all at a pregnancy. So um, I felt really positive, but still very apprehensive to share. Um, and then you go in for an ultrasound at your six weeks pregnant. So by that time, by the time they call you, you're five weeks actually, just based on the weird pregnancy calendar that if you've had a baby, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, very odd calendar. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. No. <laughs> Um, and then you go in um, and you see your little sack in your uterus. And then I got monitored for every single week up until 11 weeks with my reproductive endoc endocrinology team. And then they release you back to the regular OBGYN, which is the most nerve wracking thing because you were just getting very, very frequent updates. And then they don't even do ultrasounds all the time. You just get the Doppler heartbeat scan at the regular OB. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a crazy world in, in the infertility world. <laughs> That's what I'm listening to you talk. And I'm like, you know, you got such an education on this journey, you know, um, it's so unique and different. Like I, I had lost two babies, uh, had two miscarriages trying to have my third one, Dylan. So I'm relating to some of what you're saying as far as like, I had to wait for the green light. I didn't want to tell anybody that I was pregnant. I was afraid to let people down, et cetera. But there's so much beyond all of that. And I think that that world can be a little intimidating. And so is that maybe what inspired you to develop this project that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. I know. So sure. tell us what, you know, this journey obviously led you to your son, Jordan, which is so amazing. Oh, and Jordan. how old is Jordan now? He's 10 months. Yeah. Oh, so a beautiful result here. But you really brought it, all of this knowledge together and you have something special for anyone who's beginning this journey. I do. So, so again, I was very, I was very, um, independent in my journey, I would say at the time, because I was, you know, one of very few people that I knew personally that had gone through this. And if they did go through it, it was maybe like years before me, or they were already successful. So they couldn't remember all the beginning stages. So, um, 
I did start an online community on Facebook for women to connect that we're going through that are going through this. It's called Fearless Femmes Facing Fertility. And through a lot of the conversations, I realized that a lot of women had things in common with me being like very type A, like feeling out of can like even more out of control because they're used to having like structure and schedules and being a planner and um, and I did write a little bit about my personality and uh, women who illuminate that it just rocked my world for things to be so regimented and then be so out of control. So um, throughout the process, I did a lot of, um, you know, mindfulness exercises and things that just helped me as get through my normal day to day, but were even more important to me as I was going through the infertility journey. So um having those experiences inspired me to create a journal planner specific to women going through infertility. So in this journal planner, there is a section that has starter questions for your first doctor's appointment. Oh, so wow. just kind of things to get, give you an idea of what to even ask, which I had no idea. Um, there is a glossary of acronyms. I just gave you guys a bunch of words like beta and frozen embryo transfer and two week wait you don't, you're not exposed to any of that until you're in it. So just kind of giving, and all of them have abbreviations, like two-week wait is TWW. So even if you do join an online community like mine, women will post things in these acronyms and you're like, what are they even talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, it's hard enough in a vulnerable situation to even join one of these groups and ask a question and then let alone be like, can you explain what these words mean? So um, that would have been really helpful for me. So I was inspired to put that into the journal. Um, I have a checklist specific to medication. There is a lot that goes into your fertility medication. It's not like you just drive up to the CVS or the Walgreens and pick up your prescription. There's actually specialty pharmacies that ship fertility medicine to your door, at least in my experience. I'm not sure in other states if there's the specialty pharmacy that you can drive up to, but in New Jersey, there isn't one. So I had my medication shipped to me and some of them were covered for, for insurance and some weren't. So there's a column for insurance coverage, out-of-pocket expense. You can kind of track your expenses and just make sure you're aligned with like which pharmacy you're getting certain medications from. Then there are antibiotics and things that you can just pick up at your regular pharmacy. So it is a little bit all over the place. And then you guys will love this part. I have an affirmation section. <laughs> so people can open up to the affirmation section. I like to like ask the universe to give me a message and I just like look down and that's what I need to, to see for the day. But then people can also build on them and create their own. And then in the planner section, there's a gratitude section. What am I looking forward to? How can I prepare for my upcoming appointment? Then writing your affirmation um, and also using it as a place to track all of your cycle calendar. So mm -hmm. Part of um, the adding to the chaos, I will say, is at my um, in, at my reproductive endocrinology office, they would give you just like 
one sheet templates for tracking your meds. So I had like stacks of papers and then my journal and then a notebook to write questions down and then my day planner. So I was like walking around with like a book bag full of stuff that I didn't want to lose because I needed it all. So I wanted to create like an all-in-one place for someone who just has um, a companion to take with them on the journey and kind of covers all the realm of knowledge sharing, mindfulness, staying organized, and inspiration. That Man, just you thought of it all, girlfriend. Yes, the whole yes. woman. Yeah. And I know that you said that you had, um, you checked with your uh, fertility doctors on some of the information to make sure. Yes. Yeah, like some of the definitions in here, like I didn't want to put something in there that was incorrect. Like I just gave you guys some explanations on the beta, what the beta test is, but I wanted to make sure that if someone was buying this, they had a medical understanding of what it meant, not just my interpretation as a patient of what it meant, because I don't want to set someone up for like being confused or causing confusion if they were gifting it to someone or, Mm -hmm. you know, going into their office and asking, you know, what does this mean? And it was completely wrong. So yeah, that was really, So, what's the name of the journal? It's called girlfriend's guide to infertility. Um, like Tara said, I do, you know, my girlfriends are so important to me. So I wanted it to feel less intimidating, like a, um, like a medical document and more like, this is some where you can completely be yourself, like share your hopes and dreams, share your fears and get some feedback from people. Just like if you were sitting at brunch with your girlfriends and asking them like, have you ever gone through this? And, and that's kind of what I wanted it to be. And where can people buy this? They can buy it on the giant Amazon.com. <laughs> and we're going to link that in the show notes. Yep. Yep. And we can link it in our social media too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That would be awesome guys. Yeah. It is beautiful. It has been amazing to see you on this journey. I know this is not the only thing that God has gifted you to share with people. Um, I know that this is only the beginning for you, but I just absolutely love you. I love what you're doing. I love that you're putting everything that you've experienced and other women have experienced into something that is going to be so helpful for so many women around the world. And this thing's going to blow up, girlfriend. It is not only sleek and beautiful and gorgeous and filled with so much information, but it has you to back it up and to know that it's a part of you is just, it's a beautiful thing. I'm so so proud of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Absolutely. it's definitely going to reach a lot of people. Yep. For sure. All right. Okay. You ready for that feel-good story? Oh, man. And I'm already weepy yeah. today. <laughs> oh, come on, women who listen to this podcast. You have to know, like, the hormone thing, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm already a sensitive Glasses. human being to begin with. So <laughs> when I'm feeling it, when I'm in it, man. All right. So I have the feel-good story. And I, I texted these guys earlier, uh, Tara and Amy, because I said, you know, when you get to the end and you choke on your emotions and you start crying, you know, that's the story you have to share. Um, so, and Tara, I had you in mind when I picked this story. So um, a man who had been separated from his brothers and sisters as a foster child himself adopts five siblings to keep them together. Um, So being put into foster care is traumatic and it helps to have a sibling with you. Unfortunately, siblings in the foster care system don't always fare well. 
Adopt Us Kids, a child advocacy organization, estimates that around three out of four kids in foster care have a sibling in foster care, but more than 65% of these siblings wow. get separated into different homes. For larger groups of siblings, the odds are even worse. And sibling separation can cause anxiety and exacerbate existing issues and have long lasting effects on children. So Robert Carter, an Ohio man, has adopted five foster siblings as a single father because he knows the trauma all too well. Robert Carter adopted five children. Wait a minute. Uh, he said when he was separated, when he was in foster care from his siblings, he did not eat for a week. I didn't know where my family was. I didn't know if I would ever see them again, and it was traumatizing. Carter started fostering the three boys, Robert, nine, Giovanni, five, and Keontae, four, in December of last year, and then brought their sisters, Mariona, 10, and Michaela, seven, into the family. Mm -hmm. They're adorable. He said, I understand how they feel, Carter told a radio station. I understand what they went through it, so it really touched me. He was already thinking about adopting all of the kids, but when he saw them together crying, he said, okay, that's it. I'm taking all five and I'm keeping them together. Oh my God. <sighs> oh. Wow. Carter says the kids are making progress today and adjusting to their new life. He said they've actually started to sleep in their own beds. He used wow. to wake up and find them all together. Wow. But because they're not afraid of the separation. Oh my God, that does got me right They feel there. safe enough to sleep in their own beds. I'm like, oh my word. <laughs> wow. There are amazing human beings yep. out there. Wow. There are amazing human beings out there. And this man deserves all the help A and single guy. Not one, <laughs> not two, but five kids. Yes. Five. Absolutely. So I had to share that one, even though I knew yeah. I was going to choke up. <laughs> that it's was okay. great. <laughs> awesome story. All right. Let's go around and say what we're grateful for. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can I go. I, oh, okay. Go say, yeah, no, no, you go. Because I, I feel like we usually, usually, yeah, you never go first. <laughs> um, I'm actually just really grateful for um, my health and my family's health this week. It's just, you know, there's been a lot going on. So um, we tend to take that for granted, especially being younger. And, you know, this year's been up and down. So I'm just very grateful to be healthy. And I, I just... I do not take that for granted at all. That's Tara, it. go ahead. Wow. So I feel like what you just said now just like shifted my brain a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes, it is, it is a beautiful thing to really sink in. And I feel like all with everything going on in the world over these past few months, you know, to find the little things within, you know, family and friends is mm -hmm. such a huge, a huge thing. And to, and to pull within with what you're doing, Amy, you know, releasing mm -hmm. and letting go of social media mm -hmm. and really spending that time with your yeah. husband and all that, that is so important. Um, I am truly grateful for, honestly, and I know social media and phones and all that, we're trying to like eliminate it, but FaceTime with being so far away from my family and knowing mm -hmm. that some of them right now are not feeling well. And my brother um, actually was diagnosed with COVID that to be able to see his face, to text him, to call him, to know, I don't know what I would do without that. It sucks, honestly, that I can't be there and see them. Um, but to, I feel like the, the bond becomes so much stronger and you pull in so much deeper and you're, you're so much more attentive to little things like that when you know that you need to be there for somebody and it's, and it's, it's hard. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm grateful for social media, or not social media, for uh, technology, technology. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that I'm super grateful that women like Sandra exist. Yes. Yay. Because before I even knew her story, and she just spoke and interacted in a room full yep. of women that she didn't know, um, she was a light. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find the people who are lights, and you just have to draw yourself to them. So I'm grateful for you, Sandra. Yes. I think we're all grateful for you, girlfriend. You are truly, truly, like Penelope says, a light. There's today, like think about you. There is just something about you that God has just instilled into you, and you were meant to be there for you know not only you and your family, but for everybody around you. Yeah. You are an amazing person. You truly, oh, truly you are. Guys. So, what are you grateful for, Sandra? Yeah. Um, so I am very grateful for my home, um, especially this year, you know, I started the year on maternity leave being at home with Jordan. And then I, you know, given the state of the world, our company had everyone working remote. So I'm just so grateful to, to have a safe home and a place that I can work and be with my son every single day. Um, of all of the terrible, horrible, heartbreaking things that happened in 2020. It is the biggest blessing to me to have been home with him for his entire first year of life. Yes. So I awesome. do not take that for granted. I don't think it was by accident. And that I just, I'm grateful for that every single day. Yeah, wonderful. That is. All right, Sandra, thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah, we love you. Thank you. Bye guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Yeah. Let's, Let's rise, rise together. together.